Welcome to the People Person Paper Podcast, the show where we are going episode by episode through every episode of the hit NBC sitcom The Office. My name is Hilton Price. With me, as always, is Brian Sittler. It's time to stop being polite. It's time to get real. It is, because we are in season six. <sighs> we made it. We made it. It took years. Literally. And to celebrate, we have a guest back who hasn't been here in years. Alyssa Steen is back. Glad to be here. Encore. Welcome back. Welcome. Thank you. Glad Happy to, to have be you. here. You're, you're actually not Alyssa Steen anymore. You, no, I still am. You are? Yeah, no, I've never changed my name. You didn't do that? No. Okay. You know, You know, I was married once and I didn't change my name either, so That's I get right. that. I, get I mean, it would be more progressive if you had changed your name. I might change it now anyway. I might change it to Alyssa Steen. <laughs> you know what? You should change it to Alyssa Hubert, and then that would be very funny. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, you're, I, I would be honored to take your husband's name. This is how gossip gets started, folks. <laughs> this is exactly how gossip gets started. Welcome back to the show, Alyssa. Glad to have you back on. We were talking, uh, it's been years since you've been back on, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. season four, we think, for Company Ad, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that was, that's a great episode. And of course, season five took us three years. It was an odyssey. Uh, it was. Uh, we, we we traveled the high seas and and, yeah. and, and, and the, the <laughs> and, Alps and, and <laughs> brought the ring to Mordor. I don't know. It was a while. It took forever. Your memory is as good as mine. So but we're glad to I'm just, have... I, I wish we could have had you back for one of those episodes, but we're glad to have you back now. Yes, yeah. yes. But instead, uh, Josh Boltz moved in. He did. Yeah, he did move in. Yeah, Josh Boltz was did a here great for like job. half the season. Glad to see him. We'll see him here in a couple episodes as well. We will. He'll be back we'll. for more season six, uh, and we're glad to have you back Boltz as fans. well. I look forward and, to that. And, and I, 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 we, we had been talking about having you back on for a while, Alyssa, and this episode seemed perfect, mm-hmm. especially because you and I used to work together. Yeah. And we worked in an office that I don't know that we had a lot of gossip in our office, or at least not fake gossip. Not fake gossip. And all the gossip that we had was not harmless. So <laughs> No, no, it was not. So it wasn't just hearsay, funny little things? No, um, no, not normally. <laughs> but, but in the office, uh, some of it was harmful, uh, and some of it wasn't. Uh, and we are in Season 6, Episode 1, Gossip, where Michael Scott just wants to be part of the office chatter. When Michael feels left out, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> That is a thing that they, they <laughs> this, went, this is a reoccurring theme at times. They went back to the well on this and they the, were just like, let's, let's have Michael, Michael, the Michael insecurity. Well is just endless. I literally have a note that Michael is so upset that he does not know the gossip that it's just so funny that he just gets so angry. <laughs> is this kind of like FOMO? Would this qualify? Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. And it's a great example of Michael ruining a situation because of his feeling left out. And then, being forced to try and find a way to fix it. This is, this is healthcare. This is a diversity day. You know, this is the the formula that has worked so well in seasons two and three specifically. It's sort of a throwback in that way. Yeah, and it works. It, and it goes to show that even in season six, it still works. There's some heavy things in season five. Yeah, and and, the, and then some of those heavy things that we found out at the end which we find out are definitely confirmed in this episode. Pam's pregnant. Um, That's true. So we are colliding with this Michael insecurity. We only, I mean, obviously we, the end of season five ends with the big silent moment between Jim, Pam and the doctor at the hospital, just down the road from the company picnic. Um, it's, a, it's a, it's heavy that Dwight knew they could get in and out in minutes <laughs> to get back to the volleyball game in time. 
I uh, mean, but it was it was not a hard guess. Yeah. It no. was pretty but, pretty but, telegraphed. But we didn't sure. they, they never yeah, said it. Yeah. And then this episode they but, say it as if I mean there was never a doubt, which ne- I love. You might have had that inkling that something was gonna happen knowing it was the season finale. And yeah. then the nurse just hits you over the head with it, like, Oh, chance you're pregnant. Yeah. And she tells her when she's in the wheelchair and it's just like, Okay. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Like And well and, and just that the the happiness of Jim. Uh, that 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 kind of shock and awe uh, yes. sensation that you can see on his face, mm-hmm. um, and 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 the, the the send in the subs. Suddenly, he does not care about the volleyball game in the slightest. Last thing in the world. It's choreographed pretty obviously. Like you got to be a you got to pretty much not know what you're talking about to be like. <laughs> Why are they so happy? You have to have lived under a rock What's going for on? many, many years. Yeah, yeah. Not you understand. need to be severely culturally removed. And a rock that has no family. Yes. Like if that rock ever had a little brother or sister, you should be caught up. <laughs> but now we know for sure. Um, now, and, and, and young PP is on the way. She, yes, she, she is. Yeah. She is the future PP. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and once again, sort of also a continuing theme, the camera crew knows about it. The camera crew is always the first one to know about everything with Jim and Pam for the most part. That's true. And now they and they sure as hell don't want the yakety yaks to know what's oh, going I on. Oh, I do here. love the the talking head moment when Jim is saying no shotgun. Mm. I mean, deals off then. Yeah. <laughs> the back and forth is still there, but we do have Pam, you know, doing the yeah, keep it up. Yeah, like, can't back out now, Halbert. <laughs> I don't know, no shotgun. Yeah, the yeah, keep it up is like, oh, yes, I know that tone. Yeah, 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 right. (laughs) And it's a different tone now that they are engaged and going to have kids. There's there's like a playful give and take that I'm enjoying out of of happily coupled. They're trying to work it in because everybody was, I'm sure everyone was concerned what was going to happen with their relationship once they've gone to this level. I, I and feel they're gonna get married now. I feel like all writers have the specter of Bruce Willis and um, oh, what is her name from Moonlighting? Oh, uh, Sybil Shepherd. Sh- thank you. Back in the eighties, where that will they, won't they, and they finally did, and it just tanked the series. Is that what happened? I, I believe so. I think you're right. Yeah, I watched. I stopped watching at one point. Did you? I never watched Moonlighting. I was oh. never a me guy. Misha, do you, do you even know what we're talking about? Um, I've heard of it. I haven't actually watched it. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, it, it, yeah. it was it was an eighties show. It was a strange thing. I think in hindsight, for like an eight or nine year old me to be watching, kind of in a way. Yeah. But I think it was like on in the background, and it maybe was my mom and. My it, brother were watching. I don't know. In the eighties, there was a point where it was like the most popular show on television. So all of our parents yeah. were watching that show. Well, it was so popular so. that people were, thought it was preposterous that Bruce Willis could be an action star. Yeah, and they thought that was funny. Oh, is that is that the show that it was before Die Hard? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Then I like definitely mid-80s. have heard about it. <laughs> and it was like yeah. a kind of like a wacky romantic, yeah. th- like thriller almost. Kind of. Yeah. It could. It had its thrilling, but it also had. It was sort of a dramedy. Yeah. But with um, uh, you know. Some action in there, too. Exactly. So as we're getting into action, I just... I forgot that this episode was the parkour cold open. Oh, yeah. This is really... This was... I feel like this is where the show starts to really look at pop culture for its cold opens. Oh, yeah. It's so... I love it so much. Like, every time we see something ridiculous like that, I actually say, hardcore parkour. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, the best card is when he crashes through the box. And the, Absolutely. Hardcore <laughs> parkour. Well, and the thing about that is none of them have any idea what a gainer is. I don't know what a gainer is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I did look it up for this episode, actually. Uh, what is I, I wound up. It is part. It's If I can remember right, it's part doing a backflip in a certain way, but like 
you, I think you have to like be you have to have momentum, okay, or something like that. You have I guess to have what, momentum for any backflip. <laughs> I mean, unless you just do a standing one. I mean, technically, I guess if we're being technical about, like he's oh, you know, like he's moving backwards like, motion, he's going backwards like he's in motion. Is that where he says? Is it the three sixty like, gainer? Yeah, yeah, is that what he yeah. says? Something like three sixty gainer yeah. backflip so, into yeah. the trash can so or something. Spin launching himself <laughs> into he the trash he's Jet can. Lee. Well, and I that'll be it. my first mention of Jet Li in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many little moments in that that I, after watching it a couple times, I noted Dwight just holding the chair in the background. Uh-huh. I'm like, what was the point of that? Also, what is Meredith spraying on her armpit? I have no idea. Yeah, that could be Aquanet for all we know. Could be anything with Meredith, anything. But did you all ever notice? And it took me like the 25th time I've seen this opening to realize that Michael says right when they're all before Andy like plots out what he's going to do. He's like, okay, if we all go at once, oh, I mean, I didn't catch that. Yeah. He says, okay, we can all go at once. He goes, we can all go at once or we can go one at a time. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, yes, oh my God, you're, you guys are idiots. You're not wrong, Michael. <laughs> I mean, you can do those two things. He says Jim, a lot of bad things in this episode. Jim telegraphs it when he says, um, yeah. point A delusion, yes. point B, the, <laughs> the hospital. <laughs> Well, like, and he knows it. He's telegraphing everything. And Andy collapses through the the refrigerator box, right? Right. That he but, somehow thinks has a refrigerator in it, even though it's in a it's in a at, trash can. Yeah, next to a dumpster. But, but or has something in it. But let's say that it, he didn't crash through it, and he successfully launched off it. Then he would have um, gone onto the dumpster. Yeah. Or into the trash can. Onto the dumpster. Or no, onto the... He goes on a platform oh, after the pl- he... Oh, yeah. oh, like a pallet. There's onto a pallet. The pallet. Onto the yeah. pallet. Into half the dumpster. Gator, into the dumpster. But the dumpster, <laughs> he would have just crashed into the way he did the refrigerator box. No, he would have crashed into it sideways, not from above. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. The point... My point, though, is... It still just ended with him crashing somewhere. At least there was stuff in the trash can that yeah. would have broken his fall. But it's in trash. <laughs> I didn't say it made sense. No, no. He was still <laughs> ending in a pile of trash. And they're all like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, hardcore. <laughs> the, uh, the be- uh, oh, by I the way. Michael jump over the camera. Yes. Oh, any- I did note Michael jumping over the camera. It's next to it. Gives the big thumbs up. Old tech alert uh, with the old, with the handheld camcorder. camera camcorder having yeah. to, that you would have to jump over. Oh my god! The office ladies do old tech alerts. That's where all I just stole that. Okay. That's where I just oh, stole yeah? it. And, and nice. I, I subconsciously stole it because I have seen that so many times, or have listened to many episodes, and I just remembered. Oh yeah, they did that. Also, Steve Carell was finally on, and he did like a full episode that was an interview with Steve Carell. Oh I, cool! I saw that. I still haven't listened. It's so oh, good. Great. I need to listen. It was great. It's good. great. Yeah, I'm great. That. Um, oh, so I, I'm I'm so glad they're 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 having fun with that and keeping it going. Yeah, they all they all project. I they've know they've gotten further than you guys have gotten. Oh yeah. Oh, they have. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't stop during yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, yeah that was. Um, no, I was no. like, they're gonna catch us and they're gonna pass us. I know they are. They have cooler day jobs than we do. They so do. so I'm, I'm they're they're allowed to get farther. <laughs> Their day job being famous. Yeah, being awesome. <laughs> One, um, I, I know Jenna's promoting St. Louis now. Have you guys caught that on your social media I, at all? I haven't, but I know that's where she's from. Yeah, she's she's yeah. part of the social media, uh, the the tourism campaign for St. Louis. Um, I mean, she's from St. Louis, um, or, the, or the Missouri area. Phyllis yeah. Smith is from St. Louis. Yeah, really? That's cool. right. That's right. They talk about it on the show quite a bit early in the show. There's yeah. a couple uh, other actors that are doing these uh, promos for the city, but I keep catching hers. Probably. Is it like the chamber, like for the chamber? I wonder what it's some uh, kind of state kind tourism of board or yeah, something. That's I don't cool. know. No, that's that's cool. She's doing that. Yeah. Didn't 
long ago. Didn't it's, a, it's, Tim, a good, it's a cool place to visit, by the way. Didn't Tim Allen do like a state tourism ad? I think it was Maybe. for like Michigan or something. I think that's where he's from. It was whatever it was, whatever jail he went to for selling cocaine. He, he yeah, like, come yeah, stay yeah. here. I, think it was. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy my freedom now here. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, I didn't, so I know how bad it is not to. Not so when to I think it. of like celebrities doing like state tourism things, all I think it was like Tim Allen. Yeah, and Michigan. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's all right. Yeah. Although they it's did, they did have come the, to Michigan. The, I don't think so, Tim. The office ladies <laughs> did promote um, Bass Pro Shops. Oh wow! For a oh, while, because yeah. the first and the biggest, like the flagship store, is in Springfield, Missouri. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, not too far from here. No, about yeah. three and a half hours. Yeah, that's like a first stop. I know. Uh, yeah. And to tie it all together, Bass Pro Shop, of course, uh, had a uh, it was was kind of the the setting of the Tim Allen spinoff show, Last Man Standing. Was where, it where he of ran it kind was. of a Bass Pro kind of store? It all connects. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Tim Allen, uh, not the not the greatest human. Nah, but, uh, no, no, he's but also not the greatest downs. human is Michael Scott. Yet we still follow him week after week after week. Um, and, oh. and and his not such a great human causing all sorts of trouble this week. All sorts. Uh, and and I really like how we get to see Michael kind of be a bit of a douche with the interns. I He's like, kind of a dick to uh, the interns. Well, yeah. <laughs> I I noted I, I, Dw- more, Dwight too. Not just rude. Not yeah. like, like no. Michael's always rude, but like the way he like snaps at at, at the, the the young. Oh, kids. you stu- yeah. You, I yeah. Yeah. wrote yeah. down son of a bitch yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I wrote down yeah. Yeah. verbal harassment from Michael question mark. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm like. That wouldn't fly. Yeah, think about like when we were working uh, at Fox. Yeah. That w- if if yeah. I'd spoken to someone like that, that would have been not okay. Yeah. yeah, kudos to Maury for handling that, and not uh, because I would have been like, whoa, <laughs> like if that had been my superior, like the big boss. Where, oh yeah, where I interned. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, that's I, I that would have been intense. But I mean, they weren't like Michael, obviously. These but... kids have got backbone. Yeah, I, they do. I'm glad to see it. Well, yeah. also, but I feel feel like they probably they've been with him all summer. They understand that he True. has no power. True. Oh, yeah, good he, point. He, he he's just tolerated they've, by everyone. Yeah, and they're just getting through it, just like everyone. So else he is. they're. As like Jim and Pam are playing like straight man couple, mm. they're like straight man trio. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and you see it at the end with them talking about what they learned uh, working at the office. Uh, yeah, they they un- they play it understated, and I like the way they do that. Yeah. They're all just kind of resigned, and they have this resigned sort of um, uh, way about them. Well, and they're also seemingly college students who just have to get through the summer yes. yeah. Yeah, and they're, to they're, get the credit for doing the internship. So that's just like maintaining yeah. base level. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, get through this. There's that kind of ambivalent nonchalance that you definitely see from, from, from young people who are, are doing something because they need to and don't really they care. Want it right. feels like, it feels like they're very Gen Z before Gen Z was Gen Z. Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. But I believe I think Before I know there was really saying. a term for it. That kind yeah. of you yeah, know, and that know, would be they're seeing through the bullshit. They're not putting up with it, but they but yeah. they're, or, or they're putting up with it to get where they need to get. But they they see through the nonsense of it. Yeah, yeah. you know, people who use password as their password. Yeah, yeah, the amount of people that use password and the, and it's kind of it's kind of sad that that's probably more accurate than people would admit. It it is. Yeah, I also. Michael wasn't completely wrong when he was naming them based off their descriptions. 
That had to be so much fun for the writers. Alan Thicke, especially. It's so good. <laughs> it's such a good he one. He looked so much like Alan Thicke. Like the Jet Li is just classic Michael racism. <laughs> yeah, it's Julia G- Stiles, I see. It's a, yeah, it's I see a, it. I see it. It's also yeah. sexism. You know, she was probably just the biggest young actress at the time. Yeah, yeah or probably on her, the tail end of her... That big would, popularity. I did that, have to look that, that up. Michael Scott too. Yeah. But Alan Thick at a left field <laughs> is just such a perfect office moment. And you know that kid had to look up who Alan Thick was. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know, you know when. And Blur- I want to see that. You up. know when Blurred Lines came out, that was Michael's favorite song. Oh yeah, yeah. Despite the rest of the office warning him, it should not be. That, no, oh, wait, was that, that was that Robin Thicke? That was Robin Thicke. That was oh, Alan, Alan's sorry, kid. Robin. No, that's his kid. It's his kid. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. Who actually... Yeah, but still, he supports the Thicke family through and it's, through. It's all... Oh, he, sure. he it's is all thick through. With, he's he thick with huge. Thicke. He watched the, the talk show when Alan Thicke had his talk show. And and what... what God, what's the damn sitcom? Kirk Cameron. Oh, it's... Uh, is it... Is growing, it is growing Pains? Pain. Is it I, Growing Pains or Family Ties? It's Growing Pains. Yeah, Family Ties was Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, Maury, mm, point whatever. I don't know. He's not Jetly. We know that. Yeah, of course, no. Yeah. Was that was that Maury? Was that That's his, name? his name? Yeah, what I, do, do, I do, had to look them up. Actually, what are all their names? Say, do you have they all never names? say his name, so I was like, okay, I need to know this. Well, it's Megan and Eric. Megan, oh, Eric I heard and Maury. Megan and Eric. Yeah, they they never say his name unless oh, because, it's in a deleted scene. Yeah, because they talk about Megan and Eric being uh, yeah. into each other, or that Eric's into Megan. Yeah, yeah, and that's how the gossip starts. Even Dwight knows. That's neat too, <laughs> in that they they start the gossip with characters that aren't going to be part of our show for long. Right. In fact, what's really fascinating is there's nothing about the gossip that comes out that really changes our core cast in any way. Jim and Pam, we've known, are pregnant. That was the big reveal at the end of the season. Even Stanley's um, infidelity. This isn't the first we've heard of that. No, it's not. That was it. Didn't he have a date that wasn't his wife at the wedding? Yes, to um, Phyllis's wedding. Was it Phyllis's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. So that's been in the background. Here and there, they've kind of just was it was it ever actually addressed at Phyllis's? Like, was it stated or there, was it? There is a deleted scene, I believe. I don't know if it's Phyllis's wedding. That's why I'm wondering if it was Phyllis because it's Phyllis who's basically calling him out. And I don't know if it's like it's it's a side scene. Is that at Phyllis's wedding or Jim and Pam's wedding? Because we haven't had Jim and Pam's. Maybe wedding that's yet. Jim and Pam's Maybe wedding. Jim... Maybe that's an outtake. So I read is about this Jim the Pam's. first? I think of Stanley's it... infidelity. Maybe it is. I, I yeah. think it is. Yeah. Wow, six seasons in, that blows my mind. Because yeah. we've seen Terry in yeah, we saw season her, one. Dundies uh, two. two, yeah, two. Or, or two. the Dundies. The right, Dundies. started two. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They um, it is. So I guess it it basically is. There might be something I'm forgetting about right now, but. Yeah, I might need to go back and watch Phyllis's wedding again just to make sure that there's nothing. I yeah. know that's the toaster scene with him, but does it? Because he think he comes te- in with Terry. I think it's still the same actress. Well, pretty sure. Now, now Terry is a, is is a white woman, yes. right? Yes. But then he's at one of the weddings with uh with a black woman. I think it's Jim and Pam's that's wedding Jim that Pam's. he brings Cynthia to, Cynthia. and that is Cynthia. I think so. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Man. Okay. Well. Well, I'm excited to learn so much about the women Stanley is with, and 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 also, um, so I th- I believe, so Stanley previously had a wife because his daughter. That's true. His daughter's black. Black. So he he may have been with a. So he, he, yeah, and, and she gets mad at Pam because 
Pam calls Terry her mother. Her, yeah. And she's like, that's not my mother. That is not my mother. Yeah, so there's yeah. we we've, we've, we do have a history with Stanley in that way of knowing his sort of, um, that, okay, this isn't the second wife. Yeah. And now he's going to, now Michael's going to ruin his life. Stanley's <laughs> really good with the ladies and... Well, have you seen Florida Stanley? I mean, we saw... I mean, pro- I have seen a bit of Florida Stanley. We saw the prototype in the last episode. Yeah. And um, and he, he who enjoys the theater of horribleness. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't normally like the theater, but that was delightful. It was delightful. So I want to go back real quick to yeah. Dwight being in on the gossip. Also, Dwight mm-hmm. has such a weird power trip with drinking the entire glass of water just while Megan is standing there. The idea of like just making them sit there and endure him as part of their uh, intern requirements is so odd. It's very Dwight. Also, why is Dwight in charge of the interns? (laughs) Yeah, of all the people. Because he's the only one with the initiative to do so. Everyone else just wants to let them be. And I feel like, I feel like... Except Meredith. Who's... G- Meredith is a whole <laughs> We'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, I feel like, though, if you given the direction, hey, give these interns something to do, Jim would act- Jim and Pam would actually be like, okay, go do these things. Go learn the- these things. Yeah. They wouldn't say go reorder Kevin's they wouldn't say, folders and a random order. Put the order. files in random order only to then return and get new instructions about their order, <laughs> which we all agree are almost 100 certain percent certainly going to be put them back in alphabetical oh, order right absolutely. thank you okay yeah this i believe will, you now will... i didn't know but i believe you it is just busy work he is just yeah. doing he's giving them random tasks yeah just um like he's a taskmaster a, a taskmaster task yeah, exactly. i mean but as college interns are going to do in an internship that they don't care about they're just going to do the random tasks they will and yeah. just get through it yeah get that credit yeah all about that credit i mean actually apparently um the the uh, the girl uh, Megan yeah she was actually at, so at, when they had their <clears throat> big when they were at the um, career day with their one desk and one piece of paper that same actress is like maybe that character I don't know if they, she was credited or not but like she was there and like one of the at one of the students I guess oh that's cool so like and I don't know if she was in a deleted scene or something like that but she well, actually, that was so a... it's, so it turns out she actually applied that well, was a in. high school right and then that was. Season three. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then it's been a couple years yep. since then. So it makes yep. sense that she yeah, would be she in could college. Have been, she has now graduated on to college. So. And, and by the way, no way in hell are they ever going to have three interns at that <laughs> company. <laughs> Not I after think... Michael making Mona Lewinsky jokes. Oh, and I, that's such a great little bit, too. The idea right? that Monica Lewinsky incident. He didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it, it, it's such a... This is such a great example of the writers writing these characters in such a convincing way because six years in, we know these characters. Michael won't sexually harass someone. He no. would make way too many Monica Lewinsky jokes. Didn't, mm-hmm. Isn't it earlier, in an earlier season where he talks about he came to Halloween dressed as Monica Lewinsky yeah. one year? He yeah. did. Yeah. Twice. Uh, twice. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also uh, it and the other year is Janet Jackson's boob. Yes, yes, yes. It did catch my ear uh, during the cold open when Jim talks about parkour as being the internet station of in sensation of two thousand four. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you that. And this did, is, did you see that? And this was released that. in two thousand nine. So Michael is five years behind the times on his. I mean, uh, he didn't know what YouTube was when it first came out, so he did think it was monsters.com. Yeah, so. I mean, it it tracks. Yeah, it for does. his for his media literacy, it <laughs> makes sense. Oh, there's so much that tracks in this episode it's frightening 
But I didn't. I missed the whole parkour craze, by the way. And I had the internet in 2004. Uh, yeah, I think you did too. I and, mean, um, I knew parkour was a thing. I don't. I don't see all the James Bond movies. Yeah, so that's true. I sure as hell didn't see. Well, I probably should have. seen I think Casino it was Royale. Casino Royale that it was, it was in. Um, also, I watched the scene. I also, mm. I really in 2004, I didn't care about parkour, but it was it was a, a YouTuber named Devin Supertramp who released like he would carry like a gimbal rig where he would just put his camera on the gimbal rig and run with the person doing parkour. And he did a couple Assassin's Creed videos. Oh, cool. And that's where I first saw it. That sounds about about right. Dwight following along with the camera, I'm like, this is like the first iteration of Devin Supertramp, and this is hilarious. Yeah. So it's somewhat of an homage in a way to those videos. Trying and doing and, and, it in a ridiculous way, which, yeah. and I think that's kind of how they've done it. Hardcore as, as they've worked in pop culture ideas is they take an existing thing and kind of put a dumb Michael Scott twist on it. Oh, and then we're going to see this later on in the planking thing. Oh, we'll see it with planking. We'll, we'll see, see it with it, the lip dub. The lip dub, which yeah. which which I love. That's such a good cold open. Love that one. They're both fun. Like I love I love Aaron's enthusiasm with the planking. You know, it's if it's you got either get it or you don't. And I don't. (laughs) She's so great. Oh, by the way, her first official episode as a full-time cast member. This one was. Kemper. Well, good, good. So thank God she's going to be sticking around. And and, and still still very much a side character in this. Yeah, but but, but growing, and we are getting... um, More more of her, I don't know. And and she's the last real addition to the cast that really kind of makes it feel complete. You know, this, this is when I feel like, like these next two seasons are really just... This show being the ultimate it can be, mm. you know. Mm. I I do love after Michael starts spreading the rumor about Stanley, yeah. the, the true rumor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he Stanley walks by. Michael's just open office window. Which, I forget that it, it can open. That and was not. an interesting play on how they did that i like that we never use that window at all at all maybe they really the only time that they use it but (laughs) after jim comes up and michael walks away aaron is just sitting in his office yeah she's been there the whole time yeah she is (laughs) well and i love the way that um uh you know jim is kind of casually pointing out where michael's mistakes are there and that you know are you sure it's true because you might be ruining his life he's so there's that crucial moment when instead when when the interns confirm what's actually happening and michael just takes it and he's overwhelmed with i'm i'm in the loopness he's he's got so much joy to know something that everybody else doesn't know everybody else in the world except him at that point would say okay i'm not gonna say shit yeah but he but he goes full blast and he's saying it right in their faces at their desks also (laughs) doing a hangman with kevin the hangman is so good also why why is kelly the first person he tells i even asked my husband this last (laughs) night he's like because she was the closest person in the room i'm like you know what that's a very good point she was the closest person to tell she is the worst she's the worst first person to tell and she's gonna get it spread the quickest that line of what (laughs) this is so good and then when he comes back to aaron and tells her that kelly is anorexic and that perplexes her because she steals her lunch every day well so and my question is where the hell was toby 
Oh, who yeah. sits right next to Kelly. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, oh. I had the same thought when he's giving the Kevin thing, when he's doing the Kevin thing about Stanley. I'm like, Stanley's kind of like right around, if he's I, like wording it out. Like, I he, do have a thought about where Toby, I do have a thought about where Toby was, and it's because Paul Lieberstein wrote this episode and, episode directed, it. Yep. and directed it. So the episodes that he writes, he has one line in. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Or like his, he, as he has a the daughter. minimal he, lines. <laughs> Because he didn't like being on camera as much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because he wasn't, he never, he never envisioned being a character. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, exactly. That's so great. Yeah. No, then actually, I think Jenna and Angela on Office Ladies have confirmed that the episodes that he writes, he intentionally writes one line, like very minimal lines for himself. I could see wanting, you know, if if you're not a a total narcissist, I could see if you're on a show and you're also a writer, you don't want to write about you. You want to write about the rest of this amazing cast you get to work with. Yeah. He went at it from a different angle than say, uh, you know, Mindy Kaling or BJ Novak. Like, yeah, they, they, they would write about, you know, they'd go at, come at it from a different angle and they would, they would do. They would give themselves more lines per se, but they well, were. But, it, but they were side characters. Yeah, they so never, it was never too much. The leads they would never make themselves the subject. So, but I mean, the stuff that Paul does with Kelly, for example, like not only is there that great delivery when she's shocked about the Stanley rumor, but when Aaron finally says the "I'm so glad to see you eating," Kelly's like, "So I'm eating again." She's like, "Me too." She's so happy. But I do love how and Michael she doesn't even think why she's asking. I, I love I, her delivery. Yeah. I love how Michael spreads the rumor about Kelly and says she's an anorexic. <laughs> and I, I, I feel it's an underrated like, Michaelism. I feel like uh, Steve Carell a lot of times would choose like one word to intentionally get wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, and that wasn't like written right. as incorrect. I feel like <clears throat> that was probably the, the one. The okay in like this he, episode, he like he in, improved the that. incorrect. Yeah. of anorexitech. It's hard to say because listening to the documentaries and and stuff like they would say like not very much at all was improv. Improved. Really? Uh, so much more like people think most of or like half of it was or something but they're like I no feel most like, but there were a lot of improv moments but yeah. most of it was written. I feel like a lot of the core script for Steve is written but mm-hmm. I think it's just when those he little, like those little like mm-hmm. I th- I feel like in dinner party when he says afterbirth I feel like that is a, <laughs> yeah. that is definitely I don't think that was written in the script yeah. I think that yeah. was definitely a an improv by Steve that was <laughs> incredible and maybe and I love that little gym moment where he, you know he's like you know he's flabbergasted by or just, yeah, yeah right he's just like and, what but they did cut the camera so it's not like a straight. They didn't just go hit straight to his face. I have a feeling like maybe that was maybe they cracked. That was up. the hardest episode oh, for them to get through. Oh, oh, I know. That's so. the when he's pushing the TV against the wall. Yeah, and John Krasinski's just losing it. This one's got great moments of absurdity too. Like Kevin, uh, so frustrated. Michael, who's <laughs> saying that someone's working me with controls? You know, or that That's, Oscar yeah, with the voice of the, the Taco, Taco Bell, Bell dog. <laughs> What what is it, Angela? That she is she buys her clothes at the no, oh no she's no she's dating like an eighty one year old oh, billionaire, billionaire on the turnpike on, <laughs> and who has like a a Quiznos on the turnpike. <laughs> also, that's not a terrible rumor. Yeah. Just like Michael being a J Crew model is not a terrible rumor. I love how he tries to explain it because uh, he no. <laughs> <laughs> they all thought it was Jim. It's, it's yeah. not all, not only just that, that some people think models are vapid, 
But then he goes, it set back our career our for in, you. Our industry. Our in yeah. You? Our. So, I so, didn't write that down. But so are you a model, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> are there things that we need to know Think about you? Think of the you? models, Hilton. <laughs> but the, but you, when you mentioned the hangman game, I love that it's completely full. And he's just like, we're going to add a pen. <laughs> Yeah, he goes, he's holding a pen. <laughs> he's giving him more stuff to do so he doesn't hang. And when he but gets the his, pen is going to stop him. From the T, he puts it in uh, uh, the T for Stanley, the T for cheating. And then he goes, and there's another one right here for Terry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good comedy moments. Um, uh, we talked about, um, to, well, we've already talked about how much bigger role the side characters have played. And kind of Andy comes out of nowhere in this episode. Just... Which, you know, like, I can understand now, yeah. having watched this, how they thought they could make him the boss later on, perhaps. Okay. Trying to make some more depth to his character, as, you know, hilarious as this is, it still is kind of, um, I don't know, it's well, it's so well done. I love his, uh, when... Just, just utter confusion. Kevin is giggling about Andy making <laughs> same as tea. He, same as he did with Oscar. He Kevin hasn't come any further than oh, gay yeah. witch hunt. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Kevin anyway. still yeah. thinks being gay is hilarious. Yeah, so. and yeah. like here's my and question: tea. What about tea yeah. makes you gay first yeah. and foremost? But Tra- then also, Charles Minor would like to know that too. Yeah. And then also, <laughs> um, I love just when Kevin just he's like, "Cause you're gay," and Andy's <clears> like. Did, bro- did Broccoli Rob say that to you? Yeah. You, Andy gets so triggered. Like, you can tell, like, he, back with Here Comes Trouble, the there mount- was some rough moments. There there were. And, there was some mounting um, evidence in his mind, evidently. And then to see him ping pong from wanting to know who put these, what he believes to be false accusations out there, mm. to then questioning and literally Wait, asking, could I be gay? I- because of the what he calls mounting evidence. I mean, yeah. I love the his fantasy about Brad Pitt. <laughs> that scene with Oscar is so amazing. That's one and of my favorite Oscar scenes. For as much as this episode, because of that Kevin scene and the kind of absurdity of the thing, it, it doesn't. It's not offensive, but it kind of dips into that kind of mildly offensive homosexual stereotypes and assumptions and the idea that you know that mm-hmm. it's a choice or anything. Right. And then Oscar just brings us back down to terra firma so well <laughs> with that. That can't fall to me. Can't be my job to deal with confused straight men. But I, I also love his line to Andy. He's like, "You, you might be gay." Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you know what? Because well, who is he to say? Well, and <laughs> and here's the deal, man. If Andy's really entertaining this Brad Pitt fantasy, listen, Albert Kinsey said there's a scale, dude. Yeah, maybe you're on it. Hey. <laughs> Who's to say? You know, it's it's just the fact that he needs Michael to tell him or ask him, "Am I gay? Am I gay?" I also, and then he says, and then he's like, "Yes." I no, also, like none of it's true. Go ahead. I also love when he's talking to Jim and he's like, "I'm just confused," and Jim's like, "Do you do you think you like men?" And he's like, "I don't, I don't know." And Jim's like, "You know how you how you, you can, can figure this out?" Oh yeah. Andy's reaction to the second part of compare com- comparison oh, the, should have been oh, like the oh. tell because <laughs> he oh. goes sleep with a woman and he's like yeah, yeah. And, like, and then sleep with a man oh <laughs> 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 where do you think he was going dude it, it, 
<laughs> that tells you everything about if Andy's gay yeah, or not, because he's like, uh... Yeah, the reluctance, some... It's it, perceivably, I guess. I don't know. But that longer um, sort of reckoning uh, face, like the earlier face... Uh, uh, talking head that he talking has, head, and talking he... head earlier when it, was, it went on a little longer than I remembered when he's kind of going back and forth, like it's come up, makes you think, you know, he's kind of just sort of reckoning with himself in that whole thirty seconds, and it's kind of fascinating. It's a great example. It's not played; to, they don't really play with silence there, but they do kind of let the it moment is linger. Somewhat, it is lingering more than they Lots. have, and yeah. it's, it's nice lingering to see doubt. them using that. Literally. I mean, Andy does not help himself no. in any no. way. Oh no, <laughs> with the evidence mounting against him. Mm-hmm. Like he, he just doesn't help himself with this. <laughs> and like he, he dresses very well, but also very, very specifically and in like pastels. So if reminds me of Easter. Yeah. Yeah. If people were to think that anyone was gay in the office, it would probably be Andy. Yeah. Right. If we're going by stereotype, yeah. stereotypical, whatever. But you it, know? it's just that he, he's just, it. it the some of the stereotypes of a feminine homosexual male mm-hmm. are also similar yeah. to the stereotypes of a pampered rich yeah. elite yeah, yeah elite yeah, yeah exactly yeah. an you know? affluent Absolutely. someone who yeah. grew up Absolutely. in an affluent he's a dandy he, yeah exactly Absolutely. He, he's a dandy yeah, yeah he's a, he, that's exactly the right word for it you know right. and that's the thing is is is, is in 1850 he would have known his place in society. Mm-hmm. But in 2009, mm-hmm. albeit adhering to the customs of 2004, <laughs> but in the 2009 Scranton, masculinity is defined a little differently. And he's just a little lost he's in a the little, weeds. Yeah, he's a, he doesn't quite know who he is. He's also a follower. He's a guy who's Completely. been being told who he is his entire life, and he doesn't have a lot of self-confidence. And that's, that's kind of part of being in the, you know, sort of the weak link in the elitist, his elitist uh and they kind of mine that later on with his parents. And, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, they kind of go into yeah. that. So, but this is sort of the beginnings, maybe, of seeing something. I also that. think he doesn't really know who he is. Absolutely. Exactly. Not. Meanwhile, no. on the flip, Dwight knows exactly who he is. He's a sociopath. That's who Andy is. <laughs> we have, we yeah. have him, uh, uh, when Michael asks about the gossip, he says that, you know, he, he's hip to all the gossip. He must have an easy to talk to face or a trustworthy face. Those high cheekbones. Right. I, or no, it's low cheekbones. Low cheekbones. Low cheekbones. It's low cheekbones. Right. Yeah, low cheekbones. Um, yeah, but I love how. How Michael's like waiting for him to finish what he's doing, but Dwight is just telling him all of the rumors that Michael had already had just heard about. And then Dwight turns him with this big like open smile. He does that thing with his teeth. I don't know how he does it, but Rain's great. And and then Michael's just like defeated and deflated. <laughs> how do you know all this? That's yeah, just preying more on his insecurity. And then because even Dwight, he's an idiot. Like that's just that's it for Michael. He's not an idiot though. In like, Michael's mind, he's an idiot. In, in Michael's Always. mind, he's an idiot. Oh, but, yeah. but to Michael's... everybody else, Dwight is a better businessman than anybody in the office. Oh, he's one of the shrewdest best salesmen there is. Yeah, one of the I'll most conniving, a planner, you know. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Dwight holding Michael to task about the rumors later, uh, letting him know <laughs> that Michael knows very well where Dwight gets his I manure. Love that line that's such a good he's, line he's i've so showed wo- you where i get my manure <laughs> he's <laughs> so wounded like he really takes that personally yeah. <laughs> well and the idea that there is store-bought manure and that dwight has said nay i have a better option <laughs> yeah well although i think creed might have been a little bit more uh concerned with what a great creed with, moment with, I, okay here's my question 
why is Scuba so important to Creed and what is he hiding? What we diabolical... know he's hiding a lot of things. What? Why does he need to know how? Why does he need to be allowed to Scuba? I'm guessing buried gold. <laughs> I feel like it has to be buried gold. I feel like it's more sinister than buried gold. A body with the buried gold. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's where he hides the bodies. That could be. That's where the rest of the grassroots are. <laughs> That's what that's what happened with the breakup. Yeah. They, uh, I don't know, but it's very important. I've never seen him look that concerned about anything in this whole, <laughs> yeah. this whole series. It, it was like for a moment we understood his motivation and we're more confused than but ever. I feel like I feel invested and I don't know why. I feel know? like the writers just found like ridiculous things for Creed to say oh, and oh, just yeah. gave them to him yeah. and been like, just make this funny. And he and sure as hell did. And this is a little bit. This is this feels a little bit like more so than him just coming in with a random line and that what makes was no the, sense. What was the rumor that would keep him from scuba? That he has asthma. Oh, he has <laughs> asthma. <laughs> asthma. Yeah. He might have asthma, well, and, which made me believe. Like, wait, do you have asthma? Is that why you're like? Are, are no, you, it's impossible. He smokes way too much weed. And and I love the idea Fair that point. that <laughs> that was the rumor for Creed. You know, like 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 Kevin is a machine. Oscar has got a side gig. You know, Pam's pregnant. Dude, why is Oscar working for a paper company? if he's the Taco Bell dog. Right? And Creed has a mild breathing disorder? Like, I mean, I guess asthma can be severe. I, should, I, mean, I shouldn't downplay it, but... Michael being a Drake crew model. Like, I mean, that's it's the true. same vein of... But that's at least Michael protecting himself, as he always does. Yeah, but you know? he was, in fact, protecting Jim. Yeah, I will say, right, yeah. it's funny how the, the, the rumors uh, range from absolutely absurd to actually true without him knowing they're true. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. The pregnancy... That's a great one, too. Uh, and I love Michael is so determined to come clean at the end that even with Jim and Pam trying to cover for him, he's pushing it. No, it's not that you're pregnant. Stanley is having it to the no. point where they have to get the damn ultrasound. I so I I love Meredith's line. She's going to hate being a mother. Because clearly Meredith hates being a mother. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. clearly Pam is going to hate being a Obviously. mother. But there are moments later when Pam is a mom that she's just like, this is, the, this yes. is a lot. Yeah, yes. she's overwhelmed by it. She but is I certainly mean, overwhelmed. There's that one where they both get lice. They actually oh, have like, it's the Meredith Pam episode yeah. where oh, they bond. Yeah. That's the one that I was thinking of when yeah, she's right. just like... Yeah. This is mm-hmm. yeah. This is this is the real deal, and I, I'm glad for that because I mean, obviously, not everyone who becomes a parent hates it, but to 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 downplay it as always perfect or easy would be a lie. And it is great to see even a couple as perfect as Jim and Pam show us the struggles of parenting. Well, you know? I wish I wish Kelly would realize that because if she if the interns she says if the interns get married before her, she's going to kill herself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She makes a lot of those threats. Yeah, she. she None really of them does. are credible. She does do that. Pregnancy um, and suicide. Those are Kelly's favorite lies. I, I'm sure Ryan was right next to her when she said that. I just missed it. Also, I I want to point out, and I didn't. I never heard it when I first had watched this episode or any other rewatches. Um, after Jim and Pam like announced the office that they're pregnant and people are shouting things, Ryan just shouts, "Don't vaccinate yes! us!" Yes, that's a yes! great one. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the rest of those because there was a was couple he, that I wrote down. See there. on the early anti-vaxxer uh, um, movement. There I was suppose. there yeah. was also Creed's yeah. who's the OBGYN. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Because yeah, Dwight yeah. does who's the father. Creed does who's the OBGYN. Ryan Michael, yells don't yeah. vaccinate. Don't vaccinate. It. Yep. Michael that's, points out that's her vagina. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, of your the, vagina. the <laughs> lack of understanding between the two. <laughs> and then all cutting to Pam. It's clear now why we didn't want to tell anyone. Right. But also, can't even look at the camera. <laughs> but also Kevin being. 
Kevin. I knew it. Kevin oh, yeah. being Kevin and being very creepy and Jim just like subtly putting his arm around Pam and like <laughs> pacing himself in between them and he's just like Yep. My we're not the, going here. The amount of understanding is just amazing. Best Jim line is then back in Michael's office where he says, uh, how long did you know? Did you pee on a stick? And Jim goes, I did. It was inconclusive. <laughs> I I also love Pam's line um, when she talks about Michael being oh. an equal part of this pregnancy. <laughs> we, we should have recognized that you are an equal part of this. And I just recognize that Michael doesn't understand that pregnancy is a term that happens for nine months most of the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not a year. Oh, yeah. A week. A, a week, month. A, month. a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no idea how long pregnancy takes. He's just, he's very wounded in this. Yeah, he really feels outside the loop now. He's really <laughs> So, and actually it goes back to like part of the beginning. I feel like they telegraphed that he was going to get this upset over this when he was talking about poop ball. Wow, yeah. Absolutely. And like, that's a great another example of exist. of some lingering thing that has kind of led to his current demeanor. Oh, oh, yeah. As the boss, he feels he should be in the loop because of so many times in his life he was either out of the loop or viciously Thank kept you. in a false loop, like poop ball, for example. He was he was tormented as a kid. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. We can and we can all we can all and the fact that, that he didn't become an epic bully. Yeah, like Todd just, Packer. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I would rather him be in this vein of gets upset. Or oh yeah, or early season one, Michael. You know, that was that would that that was going more in that direction. Yeah, yeah. Or but they mean, soften mean spirited kind in, of stuff. Yeah. He just he wants to be a part of things. Yeah, he's not trying to be uh, a problem. He's no. not trying to cause trouble. He, he just, just wants to be part of the gang. And he li- and he seriously comes off as just annoying. You know, as just, it comes off as you know, he's he's just over the top with it all the time. Yeah, think about when he uh, when Jim tells him that the rumor could ruin Stanley's life, and instead of just downplaying it and yeah. and, and putting it away at first, he goes out and confronts. Stanley stands in front of his car. It's time to get real. Time to get real. You know, you're oh, having that, an affair. No, and he, I mean, he he spells it out before, even before that. Uh, it's like, oh, what, you're out of the loop because you're a loser and everybody thinks you're a loser because you don't know. And he tells it to Jim straight up what he's feeling. Yeah, exactly. He thinks yeah. he's a, he knows he's, a, or he thinks he's a loser if he the, doesn't know. Those are his, yeah, and he thinks that that's how you should feel when as, you're out of the loop as yeah. opposed to just, oh, maybe it's not my business. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't my business, which is what he should have had when the interns told him immediately before he went hyperdrive and told everybody what was happening. Oh, yeah. I mean, but that's never been Michael's MO. But you right? can't you can't take it back what you tell. It's impossible. No. But what you can do is flood the market. I, I do love <laughs> yeah, when awesome. he's talking to Stanley and Stanley's like, I was gonna go break it off with Cynthia right. That's where I was going right now. He's like and Michael that doesn't <laughs> even ping with Michael. The thing that pings is wait, do people just Tell me they're that. going on sales calls and then go do other things. That's not okay. That's not cool. <laughs> I love Stanley's reaction with the damn, I told her we shouldn't go to the club. <laughs> you know, like when he realizes he's spotted. Yeah, he spotted. Oh. Okay, when <laughs> that whole scene in the car is great. Stanley is, is such a like the depth of Stanley in this one. Yeah. Stanley's such an understated character, but when he hits like level ten, it's so funny. Yeah. 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 Like yeah, did I stutter? I mean like That's such those, a good these mm-hmm. these the episodes that really showcase Stanley in a I, I like when he's way. yelling at Ryan. That's oh, a yeah. little girl. <laughs> yeah. Boy, have you lost your mind? Or laughing yeah. in the car. Hi, hi, <laughs> oh, hi. With with also the meatballs. Yeah, the, with meatballs the meatballs. The scam. You yeah. got meatballed. That's a great one coming. Shove it up your butt. I. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh, I love that, that'll, that'll be, that'll be, that's on its way. Leslie Baker, you're the best. <laughs> Sorry about your marriage. But, to, but, I mean, they... they um, we wanted to be simple. Michael really thought he could pull that off with, his, uh, with, yeah. with, with uh, Terry well, and, and not saying Cynthia. And, and again, Michael had another chance to just keep it down when Phyllis pointed out all the inconsistencies about, you know, Terry's out of town. Yeah. You need to get your facts straight. Instead Man, of going sure. and b- bothering Morris or Maury, Maury. he could have yeah. just yeah. shut his mouth. Although I will say he's not just like he wasn't completely incorrect with the what the interns look like Mm. necessarily Mm. what what celebrity they look like. He Mm. was not incorrect about spreading other false gossip means that no one's going to trust anything that was said. That's true. It wasn't the worst plan. It did kind of work. It wasn't the worst plan. Until we got to Kelly demanding to know the real one and then Phyllis saying, like, we deserve to know. You absolutely do not. That was was such nonsense. I I was thinking about that this morning and I was like, well, I mean, I guess if they had all this rumors spread about them, I kind of see where she's going, but no, no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like that's her her argument is you've put us through such bullshit. We should get this. This we should give us this. Yeah, but, but it shouldn't have ruined someone's life. No, no. no. no but that's... I do, I do love that Jim and Pam, without even looking at each other, no, sp- like yeah. just understand spring into action. We we have to tell them, otherwise, literally Stanley's life is going to get ruined. Yeah. yeah, kudos to them. They really try. Like they legitimately, <laughs> honestly, have yeah. telepathy at this point. And this is this is a it's another sort of uh it's similar to past seasons where he, they they don't want to say that they're engaged. Yeah. You know, like this is that next version. They're doing they're they're taking one for the team, like the team that they are, and letting them in on 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 info that really is no one's business. They barely <laughs> told their parents. Yeah. You yeah, know. they had just told their parents <laughs> a like, week ago. Yeah. They're, they're only four months along. That's not. That's not without. That's still within that realm of things could still go very, very wrong. Yeah. So they don't have to say anything yeah. yet, but they do. And they don't have to tell you that her OBGY. <laughs> and this thing would have been God. cleanly wrapped up and everyone would have been okay if Terry hadn't called Michael back. <laughs> and he only did that to see that she, make sure she was out of town. Yeah. He was trying to confirm. And yeah. then his plan actually is fine, but we know he's not going to have that. Brilliant moment that we've seen him in very random moments. Oh, typically business moments. Typically business, not yeah. social. social. Not, not interpersonal. Yeah. Forget about it. <laughs> so he he could have deftly stepped around this and explained himself, explained away the situation. But instead, he just immediately goes for the wrong choice and says the Twi- wrong name twice, twice. Yeah. And Jim just going over there and, and pressing the yeah. button. <laughs> it's so good. Like Jim and Pam are a wonderful straight man duo. Yeah. Yeah, they really uh, they really play as parents well. I like. <laughs> well, I mean, because they they they've gotten a lot of training with how to be parents Boy, with Michael. They. Yeah, thank well, you. It, if the writers had stopped trying to find conflict for them and just let them play as a duo straight man, we would have had less awkward moments in seasons eight and nine. See, mm. but here's the thing. I am a season eight and nine apologist because I think that shows the reality of a relationship. It does. It does. Very, 100%. very well. And. Given that they've done so well to show real moments that real people experience up yeah. to this point, mm-hmm. with barring all the absurdity of sure. the it's nature a, of this show, yeah. like I think I actually really appreciate those seasons because it is so real. They do a mm-hmm. lot that they, they do keep it real. It doesn't ever really jump the shark or anything, you which know, is great to see. And you know, some people just don't want to see that, like yeah. in the, on a show like this. Like they, yeah, had, but they're they, not making it. Yeah, they're making it to tell the stories of real people oh, versus oh, yeah. making it to tell happy 
Right. This couple's just happy and nothing's wrong. Yeah. Nothing ever goes wrong. That's not true. Exactly. And this being a documentary, I mean, they did, I mean, they had, they wanted to keep a realism to it. And if they want it to be a documentary style, it's going to occasionally go in ways the viewers might not expect. Right. Because it's the people in the show that are the guide. And, you know, considering they lost, you know, their main character, I mean, like, I will say, like, I'm not the biggest fan of those seasons, but I do like them. For I, the, you know, there's the a lot part. I love a in A lot them, that I, sure. yeah. yeah. And there's always great moments. Yeah. No I matter mean, where. Aaron learning moments. Dothraki is oh, yeah. incredible. Aaron learning Dothraki. Uh, oh, I will still say the second to last episode, um, uh, uh, assistant to the assistant regional manager. Oh, it's so good. One of the best of the show. Mm. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, my love comes back for season nine. So yeah. I, I do want to mm. note that I think Stanley is destroying company property at the end. That, yeah, because the Sebring, I think, is You're technically right. owned by Dunder Mifflin. You're right. So, so what, what's the fallout there? Does, uh, um, it's all Michael's fault. Michael, it's all Michael's it is fault. All Michael's, Michael's yeah. not going to get him in trouble for that no part i mean even family. david wallace can't you know i think he wouldn't yeah. go with this the, yeah. but that what you know that he took the time to go to his car get the tire iron yeah and I, it, I love michael's when we get to that moment like before we get to that moment michael's like so apparently terry already <laughs> was suspicious because she caught them yeah like months before right like, like, like that's yeah. not suspicious that's <laughs> that's, that's busted, that's busted. That's yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah so she, he'd already explained it away once, apparently. And then Michael just saying Cynthia twice Michael, must have been all the clues she needed. Oh, I mean, saying Cynthia once, once, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, that exactly. sealed it. The second yeah. one, just she was probably wasn't even on the phone by that point, right? <laughs> um, she was just gone. But great, uh, great way to kick off season six. It oh, was it's so good. I do. When we get when they're talking about where the rumors start, I do want to note just Michael sneaking out. Oh, yeah. The way he's trying to just get away from it is so good. It's and to them saying, don't get on the elevator. Don't, don't get on the elevator. Don't do like, it. And he's like half on the elevator. And he's like. <sighs> that thing he does where he kind of stares off in the distance and his body just kind of moves is so weird. He kind of goes. He kind of goes. Um, he goes on autopilot yeah, almost. Yeah. But, but like, like, yeah. Like, you know, it, 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 but like he goes mute. Yeah. And just it's like weird it's, and it's, wild. It's another way of him running on the or jumping on the train. Exactly. Yeah. Running away from his problems again. Yep. We also get a bit of Michael's hatred with Toby when he is talking of when Toby says what his rumor is. Because uh-huh. <laughs> it's like because I hate you. You're a virgin. <laughs> when you go back and think about it, you get, yeah. That's yeah. what he would do. I do have a nugget of insight of why. And, and Paul Lieberstein wrote that. Yes, right. absolutely. Okay. I do have a, a, a little nugget of insight of yeah. where the hatred of Toby came up first. Because I did listen to that off, that Office Ladies episode okay. with um, Steve Carell. Apparently, it was a um, Paul Lieberstein was going to sign like a birthday card for Meredith. Like early, early, early. Like first season, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. And he was... Everyone just signed their name. He was writing like a note and they got to the end of the take and Steve turns to Paul and says, I am so frustrated with how long this is taking you to to write. <laughs> and Michael hates it so much. <laughs> and that's where it all started. Okay. Nice. Yeah. That's sure. Good. I like it. It makes as much sense as anything else. It's it's joking. so like in Michael's mind, it's just so inconvenient <laughs> that Toby is taking so long to write a birthday note to Meredith, and he's not even part of their family, right? <laughs> yeah, 
Or his family. And Paul apparently <laughs> loved it so much that they're just like, we're running with this. I this is going to be the thing. It's going to be an awesome gag. I love that. Or gag, running thing. And it's it's one of the best loved gags on the show is Michael and Toby's hatred, or Michael's hatred for Toby. So it, it really was uh, just a classic bit. That kept it going. Yeah. Good stuff. Great this episode. Great. This was fun. Great to have you back on, Alyssa. Yeah. Happy to be here. Thank you so much. You're going to come back and do it again? Of, of course. We'll see you again in season Please. six. We'll bring, we'll bring Annie again. Hopefully yeah. she doesn't bark in the middle of recording next I time. I hope she oh, I'm sure she's learned her lesson. Yeah. No, she hasn't. Well, maybe not. <laughs> and Brian, thank you. Thank you, sir. And I want to thank all of you for listening to the People, Person, Paper podcast. As always, we've been so thrilled to have you. And we hope you will stay with us through the rest of season six. We promise it will not take three years. The People, Persons, Paper podcast is an OLA Ministries production. The People, Persons, Paper podcast is produced by Hilton Price and Brian Sittler. Engineering by Hilton Price. OLA Ministries is owned and operated by OLA Ministries, LLC. Contact Hilton Price and Michael Zampino for more information.